Oh, man, we coming to the end of the show. And I know y'all going to miss us, but let's talk about this little NBA thing. Um, Jimmy Butler has been traded from the Minnesota, ain't it the Minnesota Timberwolves? Yes, ma'am. Yeah, to the 76ers. Um, and when y'all was talking about uh, Iverson, that's, that's what I thought of the 76ers. But, um, yeah, so Jimmy Butler has been traded to the 76ers. What, what kind of impact do you think that'll have on the Timberwolves? And the 76ers, Jay? Um, I think with the T-Wolves, like going towards the T-Wolves, they just going to be what they going to be. They're trying to build a team around Carl uh, Anthony Towns and possibly Andrew Wiggins. Uh, they're, young, they're younger players. And then, you know, Derrick Rose having kind of a resurgence. So I guess they just want to build it around that part. Um, I think Jimmy Butler never wanted to be there in the first place. I think he was comfortable playing the Eastern Conference schedule. Um, so I think that's where he wanted to be. And I think he'll act, he'll be happy in Philly. And I think he just gives Philly such a different dimension. Um, he could play the two or the three. So I think it's going to have a bigger impact with Philly because now with actually, you know, um, we'll talk about it in our next subject, but – it actually gives Philly a big impact in the East. So, you know, I, I think Philly benefits a lot more than Minnesota from this trade. This this is like a big trade for Philly, like big. All right, Hugh? I think that it's uh, going to impact the East pretty well, too, because um, Jimmy Butler is a great player. Um I think that he wanted to go over to Minnesota at first because of the Tom Thibodeau ties that he had. It's damn near like the Chicago Bulls of the West now. You got Thibodeau, you got, you know, Jalen, uh, not Jalen, Derek Rose. You got D Rose over there, and you got um, several players, the former players that played on the team as well, who's over there in that team. If you look at it like that, it kind of gives you that old. Chicago Bull field when they were over there. And um, just really felt like it was going to work out at first. You know, I was like, okay, it's good to see Jim Butler and um, D-Rose back together. Derrick Rose has been playing phenomenal this year, surprisingly. But um, he's been playing some of his better ball since some of his injuries. The problem became when, you know, the bumping of the heads of him and Cat. And that's when I think that after that, whole friction between them, that this year wasn't going to work out. I think it did make sense that they let it, you know, roll over into this year. If that was the case, they should have just nipped it in the blood and they should have got, you know, him out of there before the season started. But they let it linger a little bit too long because I felt like they would have got a lot more from the Rockets trade than they are right now with the trade with, you know, um, he's going over to the 76ers, Passage, Robert Covington, and like a second-round pick. How many picks did the Rockets say they would have gave up? Like four first-rounders? Yep. I just don't feel like it was um, It was really poorly executed. You know, I think they looked at it like, hell no, we ain't going to have no team who will compete, who are, will compete against us over here in our same conference. 
you know, the Western Conference. But hell, that's a lot of folks don't think that you are like, why <laughs> just to go for a sergeant or Robert Covington in the second round draft pick? I didn't think that that was a smart choice as well. That might be able um, to hold the Tether Wolves back more than Butler just going over and playing in the East, which is going to definitely help out with the 76. It's going to strengthen them up because, like Jay said, they can play multiple positions. Not only that, but they're already a great young team. It's going to make them even better. So, yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens now with the East because the East is getting stronger now, and that was a good power shift. All right. So <laughs> the next is uh the what what team is to beat in the East? And before that, I had found a video <laughs> when I was looking this stuff up <laughs> from an interview with Levar Ball. Oh my God! You just can't stay away from him, okay? It wasn't me. Like she obsessed with that dude. I was no, I was looking up like teams to be in the East. You know what I'm saying? Like what's you know what's going on in the East? And the list ended up being they said you know the most watchable teams in the East. But it was so I was like, okay, well I'm not gonna use this. But then this video popped up and it says this is like. LeVar Ball guarantees LeBron and his three sons will win two titles with the Lakers. He said that um, that uh, even though the Warriors trying to stack stack the team getting DeMarcus Cousins, that it don't matter. He said they... <laughs> He said, LeBron got a four-year deal. I hope he gets four in a row. If not, I guarantee two when all my boys on the Lakers with him. Game over. He said, the Warriors can sign Boogie, Prince, Michael Jordan, anybody they want. They still ain't going to win this. Win with this team right here. Lakers with LeBron, you know, give my son the best player in the game and don't think he's going to win no championship. Oh, God. Oh man. Oh man. I wasn't even looking for LeVar. I promise I wasn't looking for LeVar. But as I was scrolling down this little video popped up at the corner of my screen. And I had He's so irritating. Oh God, he just brings me so much amusement. Like he he makes me laugh. He makes me laugh. I promise you he makes me laugh. But anyway, huh, the best in the East. Who 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 is the team to be? Like y'all were just talking about Philly and how this is this trade gives them a um a better chance. You know what I'm saying? For you know, to make them more a, a competitor or whatever. So, uh what y'all think who I think the top three teams are in each you know, the teams to be. And say the Pistons is number seven on the rankings, so go Pistons. But yeah, who y'all think team to beat in the East? Uh, Jay. Um, I still think the team to beat in the East is Boston, just because they're so deep. They're a deep team. Um, the teams they bring off the bench 
about four to all of them could start on another team. I mean, you look at Rogier, you look at uh, Marcus Morris, you look at Marcus Smart. I mean, just those, those guys just could, could start on another team in the NBA, you know, and um, <clears throat> their starters, you know, Hayward, Tatum, Kyrie Irving, Al Horford, those guys, Jalen Brown, they're very – this is, that is very good, and they're battle-tested. They didn't have Kyrie last year in the playoffs or Gordon Hayward, and they went to the Eastern Conference Finals and challenged the Cleveland Cavaliers to a Game 7. Almost went to the NBA Finals. So, to me, they're still the team to beat. Right now, I think they're just trying to figure out the rotation and working uh, Kyrie and Gordon Hayward back into the into the groove of everything. And once they find everything out, they're going to be unstoppable in the East to me. So I still think they're the team to beat. But not too far, though. Milwaukee. Milwaukee's good. But with the Jimmy Butler trade, I'll have to say the second team to beat in the East is the 76ers. Like, with that team, I think the only thing they got to do is get Markel Fultz to play in the way they need him to play. If they just get him to play just a little bit, 12 to 14 points, about five to six assists, something like that, playing good defense on the on the other team point guards, Philly is going to be something to mess with. In the East, that I'm, that I think they'll be the the team that can really push Boston. Um, and then third team is Milwaukee. I think the Milwaukee Bucks have been playing very good this year. Giannis is is doing this thing. Um, shoot, just last week they whooped on the uh, on the Golden State Warriors in Golden State. So. I mean, nobody thought the Milwaukee Bucks would be playing the way they're playing now, but they're one of the top teams in the NBA. So um, I, I, I think it's premature right now. But um, I think when it's all said and done, Boston will be uh, number one in the East. But Philly is, like I said, with Jimmy, add Jimmy Butler to this team, it really makes Philadelphia scary. With those two bulls they already got with – uh. Joel Embiid and uh, Ben Simmons. Just adding another bull with it is just, it's scary. It's scary. Just if they can put it together fast, that's what everybody needs to be worried about. See, I'm, that's why I kept Boston at number one because Boston is already, you know, saying kind of jailed some. Like I said, they just need to work, you know, Kyrie and Gordon Hayward back, uh, physically. You know, they missed the whole year last year, pretty much. Gordon Hayward did miss the whole year. Kyrie missed half uh, the back end of the um, of the season. So, you know, they but their chemistry is there. When Philly find their chemistry, if they find it quick, whew, look out. Look out, Eastern Conference. Yeah, right now, um, I definitely feel like Boston, due to the fact that how battle-tested they were, he said it, man, Boston didn't have to make any trades or do anything this season. 
they basically have one of the better uh, free agencies, regardless of the fact, just because they got two guys back, two key guys in Gordon Hayward, who lost the um, entirety of all last season. Like the first one of the first players of the game, you know, cost him his whole season. And um, to get Kyrie back, you know, I mean, because the way that um, they call Terry Rozier, uh, Scary Terry, the way Terry Rozier and Jalen Brown and Jason Taylor, a lot of the younger kids, so the way they play on top of the Al Horfers and the guys they already had on the team, man, that was awesome. You know, got to give a lot of respect to Brad Stevens, too, and him being a really good coach. But to get those other guys back and to basically just get that jail, they just need to jail and get that chemistry. And I definitely still feel like they're the number one team to beat. Jimmy Butler definitely makes them the second-place team with the 76ers. And you can kind of either juggle third or fourth place, um, and you can say either the Raptors or you can say the Milwaukee Bucks due to the fact that the Kawhi Leonard factor over there helped them out a lot. They got one of the better records in the NBA. And, you know, when Kawhi came over there, you know, he came over there with a purpose to serve. You know, that's basically his team. He is the leader of that team right now. And they look really good right now. But at the same time, are they still the same? Toronto Raptors. That's why the Milwaukee Bucks to me got that third place slightly because we don't know what team we're going to see with them, you know, because like last year, they was like, this is not the same team. That's not the same Toronto Raptors team. It's a different team now. LeBron James going to be facing a different team. And what they do, they swept them again. So do they still have that in You know, we don't really know about them yet, but we see right now, like they said, it's still early, but I have Milwaukee as a slight favor over them because of the fact that they're, you know, issues from last year. You know, I'm just not sure that they're going to be consistent on a regular basis. So, yeah, so Boston right now is really the team to beat because they're deaf, man. They got, like he said, you got a whole other starting five from the uh, people on the bench. All right, uh, so that's our show. We're going to talk about the um, the rivalries next week. We're going to go more into it. And um, we we'll, we should do a show before Thanksgiving. But if we don't, happy Thanksgiving. It can't quit. I hope you all eat some beans, greens, tomatoes, potatoes. Spinach. You name it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on a diet, so I'm going to eat some greens and some beans. I'm gonna have to leave the potatoes out. Give me some. Not me. Oh man, being fat is not the way to go. So I got to, I got to curb my appetite. Drink a lot of water that day. Don't forget about them candied yams. Oh, I don't eat yams. <laughs> Whatever I do. You eat chitterlings? You eat chitterlings? No, no, that um burn your lungs. <laughs> Am I supposed to be recording this? Yes. <laughs> oh, I didn't know. I was supposed to be recording this part. Okay. So we hope y'all have a good week. <laughs> and uh, we see you next time. All right, y'all. Y'all have a good one. Take care. Peace out.